Thanks for joining us again. This is Barry Kazire. Get ready for some real live marketing. Are you a small business owner that is confused over your accounting records? Accounting by Art can help you eliminate this confusion with a free initial one-to-one consultation. Art offers QuickBooks training seminars covering both QuickBooks desktop and QuickBooks online, as well as addressing your specific needs and questions. Visit accountingbyart.com and set up your free consultation today. Hey, so welcome back to Real Life Marketing. This is Barry Kazire, and today I've got my guest, my guest and friend, Ronnie Jones, that's joining me, and we're going to be talking about company culture. I found one person's favorite definition of company culture is the way things get done around here. Well, Ronnie's going to talk to us about company culture today, and it's an exciting subject. I feel like what it does is it hones your company into a marketing weapon as well as does many other things for the efficiency of the company and much more. So Ronnie's going to talk about that. We're going to have that discussion. Then right afterwards, I've got a special article that I found on a website called themuse.com. And uh, I'm going to share it with you right afterwards. It's going to be some additional extra information about company culture, some things you can ask yourself, as well as some things you might get asked as people are checking out what your company's all about and how things get done around here. All right, so here's Ronnie and me with some real live marketing. Feeling lost with accounting, bookkeeping, or payroll for your small business? Accounting by Art offers a free one-on-one consultation for the state of your business. Art Stump has years of experience helping small business owners with their accounting needs. He also offers QuickBooks training seminars covering both QuickBooks desktop and QuickBooks online, as well as addressing your specific needs and questions. Seminar participants also get a free one-hour office visit after the class to be sure their QuickBook issues are solved to their satisfaction. Mention this ad at your consultation and get 10% off initial services when you sign up and pay for your first month. Visit accountingbyart.com today and get started. Great. So, hey, welcome back to Real Live Marketing. It's been a couple of weeks, but we're back. We're back to one of our old-time friends, Ronnie Jones. Hey. <laughs> so, Ronnie's got a few different businesses, if you don't remember him from our previous episodes. And, uh, Ronnie, what are your businesses, by the way? I have, um, well, right now we're just uh, down to two, actually getting ready to start a third one, but uh, I have a roofing company and I have a uh, property investment company. Neat. And uh, we're getting ready to do a uh, another company that's roofing related, but we'll just leave it at that for right now. Right. That's a secret. Yeah. Super okay. secret. Super secret. Okay, good. <laughs> good. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Uh, and again, so... Yeah, and then you just sold one of your companies too, right? Yep. In July uh, last year, sold a uh, fire and uh, water restoration company. That's great. Good. So you are definitely like an, on- an entrepreneur, definitely in the uh, construction market, 
pretty awesome. Grown many different businesses. Yeah, I can't help it. I gotta, I gotta keep, uh, gotta keep moving and shaking and you know, start new stuff. Very cool. So, uh, one of the things what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about company culture and how it fits into the marketing mix because basically marketing is the the conceiving of something, the packaging, the figuring out the distribution, the whole thing, the sales of, you know, figuring out the sales lines and everything of the product, right? Point of sale all fits into there. The website, we've talked about a lot of marketing tools and I want to talk about company culture today because I felt like, I feel like the one of the ways that you provide a wow experience is, and I talk about this in my talks all the time, is people having being friendly, but it goes way beyond that as far as the attitude that you cultivate that, so you actually build in sort of a marketing mix to your business. And how, how do you do that at your place? Well, there's a there's a few things that I like to do, but I, I, I just want to say I do agree with you. I think that your your company culture and especially if you can provide a unified front to your market, to the to the you know, the public at large, and you say this is who we are, this is what we represent, and if you get that same message, you know, from multiple different people at your company, I think that helps present that yes this is you know this is a reality of who we are and I think that uh, part of a marketing aspect is always you know providing the same service when you go to the store you get the same thing mm -hmm. if you deal with this employee over here you get the same thing if you deal with this employee because they're both saying the same thing they both believe in the same purpose of the company they both have both have the same idea uh, when you're dealing with Joe and you used to deal with the owner and now he's expanded and now Joe's taken over this position, Joe's saying the same thing and treating me the same way that the owner did. Hmm. You know, so hmm. I think it's extremely important uh, for, for marketing because it's extremely important for growth. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You can tell a lot about the guy who does the hiring by the employees. So it kind of like naturally occurs, doesn't it? You know, it pretty much naturally occurs. The guy who's doing the hiring, sort of like that, that can come through to some degree in the people that he hires. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. I've seen it. I've seen it both ways where a guy will hire, you know, will exclusively hire people that are not like him subconsciously. And, some, <laughs> and sometimes he'll exclusively hire people that are like him subconsciously. So I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it uh, both ways. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. I always think when I see it, when I see a place with good employees, though, it's probably reflects on that there's a manager who knows what the hell he's doing. And if I see really, for lack of a better word, <laughs> stupid employees. Yeah. <laughs> there I, are stupid employees. I mean, it, it does right? happen. Yeah, that I, that I that usually reflects on you know, the manager as well. Right? Yeah. So the company culture starts, you know, the hiring line. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that pretty much, uh, I can segue from that into the main thing that I believe uh, promotes a cohesive company culture and that is training. Mm. I believe that a owner of the company has to put together training systems that convey his reality and teach the technology of the company in the way that he understands it. Mm. I think it's very important that, I mean, he is the company. He's the owner of the company. He started the company. This was his vision. 
there's no better way to export his vision into other people than by having a training program that does that. Mm. You know, because it's so much more important to have a, a, a very uh, extensive training program uh, that conveys the, you know, the owner's reality. That's great. We actually went out and found like, well, if we use Cardone, we both like Grant Cardone, and that we use actually his sales training system with the staff because we're a marketing company. So we're basically helping people even with the tools. Everybody has to have the sales attitude and the sales thought processed. Mm-hmm. There's not a single person here. There's no. There's not somebody who does something different. So everybody here watches those videos. Just yeah, every single person here trains on Grant Cardone's stuff, and it conveys sort of an attitude that I agree with because we pick the training, and mm-hmm. that conv- and that attitude comes across to the employees, and they start to get that. Like Grant talks about no negativity, mm-hmm. following up with people. You can't blame the customer if the customer didn't buy. Yeah. You know, you got to look at what <laughs> you right. did. You know, you know? <laughs> Stupid customer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. All those justifications that you could come across as a salesperson. It's like, I, I missed that sale. I can't, I can't even open my mouth and complain about a customer because I, I'm going to, it's not going to get me anywhere. I have to look back at what I did and what, uh, what's, what I could change or improve about my own sales skills to take, to do something about that. So those are all part of uh, the company culture that we mix in. And then you got an interesting one. You sent me a video recently about um, about the inbox zero. Yeah. And uh, so maybe we'll can we put a link to that on the. Do you mind? If we put yeah, it? yeah, no, there's, it's on YouTube. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll go, a, yeah, go to town. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. We were talking about it last time we were together too, but we talked about it a little bit as far as efficiency. But that's it's kind of interesting that you you're also a chef, and so you kind of. Put something in there about that. Yeah, the mise en place. Yeah, mise en place. You want to tell them what mise en place is? Yeah, better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on. All right, mise en place. Uh, yeah. No, a mise en place is a, uh, a French culinary term, which means a everything in its place, right? Like when you see the cooking shows mm-hmm. and you see how they have everything pre-measured and they're making the soup or whatever. They got all their pre-measured ingredients and in little glass bowls. So all they have to do is saute the onions. Now throw in the herbs and now, you know, put in the wine mm. and everything is not in its original container. It's already been pre-measured. It's all set out in the exact proportions. It's ready to go. So now when, if you have your mise en place in place, you're ready to get rolling. Mm. Right. So, uh, you know, so I, you know, another way to say mise en place is a place for everything and everything in its place. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a, I use it for organization. You know, <laughs> I always like, even at my house, like, Hey, good. Where, why, you know, why, why are these shoes out? You know, why, why didn't you put the shoes out? There is a place for the shoes. So now let's put the shoes in their place, mm-hmm. right? If the shoes are out, it could be someone's just not putting away. Or maybe as the organizer of the house, if that's my job, I haven't denoted a place for the shoes to go. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's the first step. You got to denote a place for it to go, and then after that, it's up to being disciplined to make sure it gets in the place. That's pretty interesting. So yeah, so like a certain amount of self-discipline is part of the the culture, and then as a result, order right. becomes part of the culture. So yeah, we we appreciate order around here. That's one of the things which makes sense. I mean, that would come across to the clients. Right. Uh, that would it would be part of oh those guys they always do things do 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 we exa- we know exactly how they're going to do things. Mm-hmm. There's no surprises. So, because because setting expectations for clients is is part of making them happy. 
right? And then, and then they, they know what to expect and they get what they expect. Yeah, and if you guys, you're, you're saying you use the uh, Cardone sales training, right? Where, uh, you know, there's like, you know, what you're saying is that there's a high responsibility factor. It's not because it was a stupid customer that they didn't get the sale, right? right? So now if you guys are all, you guys have this company culture, right? Mm -hmm. That in part uses this type of training. So you guys have this common reality. So, you know, if you come in and say, I didn't get the sale, it was a stupid customer. You automatically know them. We'd be like, uh, are you joking? Right. Right. It's, there's already all this pre-known data, this reality, this high reality factor. And, you know, if I ask you, well, did you set X, you know, did you set the expectation? You're mm. going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Right. So you have this high reality within your group. You're working together. There's a high level of communication happening. And that, you know, uh, that shows very well to your customers at large. Right. You know, when you're when you're that much of a, a cohesive whole. That's interesting. So how do you train it in with your staff? I know we use videos. You just started using videos. We're even making videos for people for them to use for training purposes. We're doing that now. We're starting to get into that as a company. Um, and then, uh, so how do you do it besides video? Well, I use video. I use books. I use uh, articles, all kinds of things. But I lay them out in a certain order, hmm. right? I go ahead and I make, you know a check sheet that they have to do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. And I have different, uh, you know, different courses, right? Where they have to go through and check off that they did this part. They watch this video. Then I have them answer a question about it. And I do all this through my favorite CRM, Podio. <laughs> Again. So I do everything through Podio. So I have these check, check sheets in Podio where they have to click off. Yes, I read this policy on this and then there's a question well name the you know the three ways such and such and such and such and then they have to answer the question right so i and and that brings me to another point i've seen a lot of training out there where you watch a lot of videos and you read a lot of things and that's the training program mm -hmm. i think it's super valuable that every single training program have the ability for the person to demonstrate that they understood it, mm. right? By going out and actually doing an action to prove that they understood it or to describe via essay that they do understand it in their own words. Cause it gets that back and forth in. And then they and you and if you've ever done that where you've answered a question, you you even have a you even yourself doing the course, you have a higher level of understanding of what you're saying because now you're the one. It's your information now, not just somebody's information. You're sitting there as a spectator and you've gotten it. Now you're having to describe or you're having to do something. Now it becomes your information. Mm -hmm. So I think that's extremely valuable. So that's to answer your question, that's how I do it. I, I put it in, you know, I have different, you know, things like a, I might have a basic uh, course, right? A basic check sheet in Podio where all the staff have to do. These are the basic policies. Mm -hmm. These are the, the the basic things that we do uh, in the company. So we're all on the same page. And then from there, I'll have specialized sales check sheets, or you know, in the roofing company, specialized uh, insurance. You know, dealing with insurance claims check sheets. Mm -hmm. You know, or specialized check sheet just for the project manager. Mm -hmm. You know, a more advanced check sheet. Yeah. Maybe I have like you know, in my company, I have four different check sheets that a salesman would do. 
Wow. Right? I'm currently working on a couple of them right now, but that's four different check sheets because there's four different specializations that a salesman needs to know more about. He does a basic mm -hmm. check sheet. He does a kind of an instant, hey, this is what your basic, your job is all about, mm -hmm. you know, hey, and then more advanced and maybe a specialized check sheet for, uh, you know, insurance claims. Hmm. That's interesting. So I, I, so that is how I put together, you know, the, the training processes, you know, and then I make them answer questions and I, or not me anymore, but you know, somebody will go in there and check to make sure, and you'll be amazed. You'll, you'll sit there and you'll think, man, this guy's been working for a room for six months and it's happened, you know, cause I didn't always have these check sheets. And then you go in, you put the, uh, you know, the course in place, the guys will be answering questions be like, really? You thought that was the way it was done this whole time? Holy moly! I can't believe that uh, that you have this this complete other reality of how we do business here. Mm. Wow, that's just it's just amazing, you know. So you really you know pull off layers of confusion when you put these training programs into place. You say you use, but do you have them do it on the clock? Yeah, that's what I say. Oh yeah, I say basically I want five hours a week mm. of some kind of training on your job. So it's my job to make sure that they have direction and that they have enough to keep them up for five hours a week. You right. know, so that's part of my job. My job is to make sure that they have, uh, you know, a check sheet to do, you know? So that's all very cool. It's yeah. All, I mean, the whole thing's pretty awesome. So, so you've got, so they do it on the clock and you say there's books involved, there's, and there's videos involved. And so, um, well, that's fantastic. Obviously, you select books that agree with what your philosophy right. is. Exactly. Right, exactly. Books that I think, yes, this is the reality. This is our company culture. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is how, uh, this is, you know, I think is the real data. I don't like this book over here because I don't believe that or I think that's not as valuable. I have several Grant Cardone books. In fact, I think all Grant Cardone books are somewhere in the check sheets. In fact, on a basic staff check sheet, one of the books you read is 10X. Right? Yeah, 10X. yeah, because I love 10X because uh, he promotes a high responsibility, high action. Right. Right. And I think that's a very fundamental thing to have in any job. Great. Yeah, 10X is about that. We just said plus five goal setting too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So then, um, then you, you mentioned something about posters. Like uh, throughout your office too, mm -hmm. which really caught my attention. You utilize that to like ding in certain messages. Yeah. So uh, around the office, and I've done this in a couple companies now, where you know I'll take the basic or the most senior points of the company, the most senior realities, like you know speed of service, right, mm -hmm. or a blurb about speed of service, or inbox zero. You know, because the big thing about inbox zero in every company, inbox zero is a very big thing. Uh, I will make posters, right, on, you know, half-inch, uh, uh, like, uh, styrofoam board thick. I think they call it gator board. And uh, I will put these very nice graphic PR or propaganda or whatever you want to call it, but it's the reality of, of the company to promote this company culture. You know, we, you know, the you know, this is how we deal with customers or this is how we, you know, deal with, uh, you know, doing a job or... You know, we keep Podio updated. You know, I have a, I have a poster that has a, a little kid sitting on the floor with a, uh, you know, with a laptop. And, you know, there's a line at the top that says, keeping Podio updated. So easy, even Timmy can do it. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and as a little kid, you know, right? Or, you know, I have a poster that says, uh, has a picture of an angel. 
you know, and it's all white and it's, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, mystical. And it says, you know, every time thou reaches inbox zero, an angel gets their wings, right. you know? Yeah. So I keep these, you know, I post these up, you know, it's not hard. I design them, you know, you just, you go get some stock photos and you, you know, there's plenty of other software out there and you can send it off and they're not even that expensive. Yeah, you could be using, yeah, exactly. There's, it's, it's really easy to do. Uh, it's, I mean, it's awesome too. Cause like Podio's like, in case you don't know, it's a, just to remind you, it's a CRM, a customer relationship management system. So, but you have to put data in it if you want to know anything about it. If other people are going to find out anything about what you did with a customer, then data has to be in it. So that makes a lot of sense. So you've got this this poster that basically says, "Hey, Timmy could update. Could Timmy could tell me what happened? You know, <laughs> right? If t- if we got to explain in Timmy's terms, we'd be better off than no data at all. You know, almost. And, yeah. so, and then the other one with inbox zero, just handling your emails." By survey out there in the world, people expect you to handle their emails within 24 hours. Oh, you know, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, you expect you expect to hear back because I looked it up a few times. You know, uh-huh. and many different sources concur. The general consensus is that people expect your email to be answered within 24 hours. I like it. Yeah, and so it's not good if you didn't. You know, it's like, did you get my email? They start writing you back. You know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's happening? Yeah. You know? Are things with you know are things starting to go wrong? You know. I mean, it's like it's actually creates a little bit of concern if you don't get an answer within 24 hours. Yeah, your confidence of their ability to handle your communication drops. Right. You know, so then you're like, eh. right. You know? so, yeah, so your love for them kind of drops a little, you know? right? And so if you have this, like, if you have all this, this, if your inbox is glutted with stuff and you haven't cleaned it out completely, where it's like, what he says, check out the little video on Inbox Zero that we're going to attach. Uh, then you can actually stay on top of things, but even then. It's hard and you have to like, look at, it might be hard. Uh, you might have to, you might have to do some things. You might have to unsubscribe from some crap that you're getting, you know, that you really don't need. Do I really need to get this email? This is stopping me from servicing people. And if you're looking to, to handle your emails fully, then you start to evaluate what emails you should be getting. You start maybe handling people that are sending you too much traffic and useless traffic. And so it starts to, the whole thing of pushing inbox zero kind of leads you to other solutions as well mm-hmm. and good customer service. Yeah, and that inbox zero video is one of the very first things that I have on uh, the check sheet. And right after that, I ask questions. You know, mm-hmm. what's the value of inbox zero? How, how valuable are the emails in your box? You know, how what kind of value do they have if you are operating with an inbox zero philosophy versus if you're just letting your inbox get filled, you know, the value gets a lot less if you're just letting it get filled or, or how do people, how do people respond? What, what possible outcome could it have for others for you to treat your in, inbox this way? You know, how could it increase, you know, your relationship with it? How could it increase the confidence that of others that would have, you know, that you would return their communication, you know? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So it seems like it seems like overall, like the message would be like then for everything we talked about, company culture communicates who you are to people, right? Both your vendors and your people, and uh, and and your your customers, right? Any other like summation you could give for our, our people out there? Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, just per uh, the book uh, E Myth by Gerber, Mm -hmm. I think it's very important for you as the owner of the company to communicate your philosophy. 
I think that you should do it with you know complete abandon. I think you should do it with a lot of energy, and I think you should be you should be totally fine with letting your employees know and your customers know how you feel about things. And I think that is the you know where the company culture stems from. Awesome. Thanks for coming, Ronnie. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's see, it's fantastic. All right, so good. So look for the great stuff in the show notes, and we'll see you next time on Real Live Marketing. Hey, so like I mentioned uh, right before the show, I'm going to go over with you now an article that I found on a website called themuse.com, and it's best interview questions to ask if you want the truth about company culture. Now, the article is written from the viewpoint of somebody who's coming to work for you and checking out your culture, but I'm thinking, well, maybe you want to take a look and see how you would answer these questions if they were posed. If they were put forward, how would you deal with them? Do you have an answer? Do you have something that's worthwhile to offer? How are things done around there? That's what people want to know. Uh, so the name of the article is called Best Interview Questions to Ask if You Want the Truth About Company Culture. And we'll include it in the show notes. But uh, it's on themuse.com. Themuse.com. And uh, the author of the article starts off and she says, my favorite definition of culture is the way things get done around here. So she then goes into some interesting questions that talks about how does the company engage and support employees? So the questions, these particular questions, the goal is to see how engaged employees are and whether they feel like they have a good deal with their employer, right? This includes growth opportunities and support, even when projects don't meet the desired outcome. So here's the five questions you can ask to get a better sense of company values and employee engagement. One, what makes you proud to work at this company? Two, how does the organization support your professional development and career growth? Three, is risk-taking encouraged? And what happens when people fail? Four, what role do company values play in hiring and performance reviews? Five, What's one thing you would change about the company if you could? So there's just five questions that'll give you a good idea about company engagement and supporting the employees. Now, there's another five questions in this article about how companies deal with conflicts, right? And, and politics. And there's another five questions to figure out what the day-to-day -day work environment is like, such as under that section, we've got questions such as, what are some of the ways the company celebrates success? Two, how do you as a manager, or if more, more appropriate, how does your manager support and motivate the team? Three, what kind of flexible work arrangements do people have? Four, do you have a matching gifts program or sponsor local volunteer events program? Five, if you have specific need, ask about it. For example, I take my kids to school on Wednesday. Is it okay to come late once a week? Right. These are these are things, you know, realize that question could kind of get you in a job interview. Those that are listening. But um, but, you know, these are things you might need to know. Yeah. You know, these are part of the company culture. These are something you can use. Yeah. You know, and maybe you want to take a look and find out what your answers would be about your company to help you to figure out what your culture is. 
and if it's everything you want it to be. And there's, like I said, there's another series of five questions here that deal with conflict and politics and how those are dealt with and resolved. And I really think that these questions, if you answer them, would give you a good solid look into a beginning look into what your culture is all about. So hopefully between what Ronnie said and this article, uh, that'll be a good start for you on the subject of company culture. There's tons more you can learn about it. I really think it's a great way for you to hone your business into a marketing weapon. Hopefully you enjoyed today's show and we'll see you next time for some more real live marketing.